the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 930 AM, The Answer, or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We're here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road, where the joint is a-jumping. Uh-oh. Is it tied there you got? There you go. Uh, lots of activity today. People enjoying the face painting, the uh, balloon artist, the train rides, the roasted corn, the pictures they're being taken. They're finishing up with the painting, the pumpkin painting. David Rodriguez is finishing up his seminar. The, ca- the employee costume contest is going on right now. So lots of things are happening here at Millburgers. So uh, the question is, uh, where are you? Come on over and uh, enjoy all the fun. Lots of fun act- Halloween activity. A lot of people are already here, and uh, oh yeah, a lot of pumpkins. Yeah, uh, uh, every <laughs> I, I had to park in the back, and uh, the uh, every every time I saw several families coming out with arms loaded full of pumpkins. I think they're doing better with their pumpkins this year than they ever have before. I think you're right. They've got such a wide assortment, and and they've got little pumpkins for the kids that that they really like. Man, I think Jerry's just fascinated by those little pumpkins. Uh, <laughs> I was I was pointing out a oh about a a five year old that had a big regular sized pumpkin. Oh no! I say not everybody, and of course, right when I started saying that, she dropped her little pumpkin that oh. she also had. So. She, she did, she took the medium sized one because mom said she needed a big one, but yeah. she, her favorite was the little one. That yeah. she had. <laughs> well, those little, little ones will last uh, all the way through Christmas. Yeah. And they're tough to make a pumpkin pie with. Though. Well, yeah, um, I, I think they're actually a gourd. Well, I don't. Yeah. So is like that something little, we should debate? Or? No, no. I think <laughs> maybe we could uh, debate they, it with Neil. Neil Sperry. You know. <laughs> Um, they look they look like a pumpkin, but they're they're actually a gourd. Lots and lots of choices for the winter vegetable gardener here. The transplants um, and this cool weather make the spinach uh, finally start looking right. Yeah, well we oh, need good. some we need some more spinach here. Uh, we'll have to ask to Trace when the next load of spinach is getting in. Flowers, uh, all the winter annuals are uh, here, except the 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 caladiums. We're still expecting them. Um, not the caladiums. What do I want? What do I want to say, Jerry? The uh, ones with the look like sunflowers. Uh, calendulas. Calendulas. Oh, yeah, calendulas. Go. Yeah, they're the reason I I like. I'm interested in them. They're uh, 
good butterfly plant. And so I want to replace some of my zinnias with calendulas. Alyssum, that's another good butterfly plant. And uh, lots of alyssum. And they got fragrance, too. I noticed they got a few cyclamen over there, Kevin. Uh, they seem that? to do. They keep. They, it looks to me like they're taking week. over the the nursery. <laughs> yeah, this is cyclamen uh, headquarters. One, I suppose one of these days I'll have to break down and buy my cyclamen. Yeah, I, I was... I was uh, uh, Alarmed when I saw them listed on on in the sales items this year this week, but they're not on sale. They just not. They're for they, sale. They're for sale. I thought maybe Calvin had sneaked in no. during the week and, and gotten his. Nah, still waiting. There would have been only only been five rolls of them instead, instead of six. six. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, hold on to these thoughts for a moment. Let's go talk to Sharon. She's on the line at three oh eight. 8867-210-308-8867. Hey, Sharon, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great. Good. I uh, have a question. It's uh, citronella, freeze. Citronella? Mm, the plant. That, is that the yeah. mosquito plant? Yeah. Yeah. Freeze yeah. yeah. back to the ground. Yeah. But it, it will come back on its own? Yeah, yeah, I've had some make it two or three years, so. Uh, you mean without freezing back? No, freezing oh. back and then coming oh, back yeah. the, from the ground. Root hardy is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's been my experience. Too. Did it Did it work to keep the mosquitoes away? Oh, I don't know. They don't bother me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, a, and, of course, it's such a, it's such a beautiful landscape plant. Yeah, why did you plant it if, <laughs> if you weren't trying to fight I, the mosquitoes? I just like it. I just like it. Yeah. And oh, Sharon. Some people think that around think it works. So. Now we we're we're over here drinking virgin margaritas at Millburgers. What choice? I mean, what excuse have you got? Yeah, for Sharon, I'm sorry about all this. <laughs> What's it for? What? They're, they're just picking on you. Oh, I was teasing about citronella. I do, um, It's not the prettiest plant. Yeah, in most the world. people don't think it's. Uh, oh, I over, think it's really attractive. I like it. It's, in a, it's, wow. it's different. Yeah, it is. Different. Yeah, it's Mine's different. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> ragweed, ragweed is one of my favorites. <laughs> Although we better, we better stop. Uh, we, okay. How about we used to make fun of we make, Sharon? We used to make fun of uh, Paul Cox and him telling us uh-huh. porterweed. Porterweed oh, was yeah. such a nice plant. And it turns out it is. Yeah, it's be- beautiful, and the, and the butterflies love it. And gosh, it's, it's really an interesting plant how it grows too. Yeah. The weeping with it. Yeah, good. It's a how great about, plant. Uh, how about stevia? Does it freeze back? Stevia. Mm-hmm. Stevia. Yeah. The, the sugar. The sugar plant. Yeah. Sweet plant. I don't know. I I think it freezes back too. But I don't know if it comes back. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. I'm trying to uh, decide what to take it, in it, and what not. Yeah, I think you better take your stevia in. Okay, okay. That's what I wasn't sure about. It's not that big, is it? It's in a container, oh, right? It's in a pot. Yeah, it's in a pot. Yeah, but, they don't they don't get that big, do they? Uh, mine's probably well, about. Eight inches tall. Yeah, yeah. That, that. Yeah, it's just a small pot. I mean, it's, you know, 
It's in yeah. a good sized pot, but uh, you can you can trim it back a little bit. But I I think I would protect it. Okay. Are you? Do you live here in San Antonio? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I live out on the west side. Okay. Okay. Nice area. Thinking you might be in the hill country where it's supposed to get a little bit colder tonight. No, no, I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be right for all right for another night or two maybe. Okay, good deal. All right, thanks for calling in. Happy Halloween, Sharon. Thank you. Uh, you too. I, I hope I hope your citronella plant uh, makes it through. Well, at least the mosquitoes won't be out. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> she she can go out and say, "Look, it worked." <laughs> Y'all are just mean. <laughs> Poor Sharon. Oh, Sharon gives us as much yeah. as she takes. Yeah. All right. Sharon is uh, actively involved in gardening volunteers and oh, good. Uh, lots of lots of programs around the city. All right, our phone number is 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Outside of San Antonio, you can call us toll-free at 866-308-8867. I was going to give you about 20 numbers there in a row. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, what else we got going on, guys? Uh, well, everything's going on. I planted uh, uh, snapdragons. Um my, uh, you know, it broke my heart. I pulled all my zinnias out of the cut flower garden. Oh no! Uh, but they were, you know, they were getting at the end of the They've been there a long time. They did really well, California joints. But I still got them down in my lower vegetable garden. They're still. Yeah. I planted them later, so I've got plenty for the butterflies. But the, uh, I was worried about the snaps, and then uh, uh, Peterson's got me some a bunch of stocks. Good. And they were worried about the heat on the stocks, and they yeah. suggested I leave them in the containers for a couple of weeks. I took a chance and planted them. Of course, the weather has been perfect for them. They all look right, good. Right. They all are, are really doing well. So if you've been waiting to get those cool weather annuals in, and I think, Jer, the, um, I think I guess we're, we're close enough to November 1 that we can say go ahead and the, the cyclamen and the pansies. Oh yeah, especially yeah. with the the forecast the way it looks. Um, so, well, we we generally wait on them longer than the snapdragons and the stocks and the alyssum because of the they don't like hot spells, and October is kind of notorious for hot spells. Up up north we used to call them uh, Indian summer, I guess. Down here, down here it's with hot spells. You know, when you get some eighty five degree. Days are not yeah. not great greatest things for some of the flowers. It's supposed to warm back up, but uh, not not over eighty. Yeah, or that, a little over eighty. No good. And Roy's Roy's getting the weather together for us. Oh, is he? And then if you got if it's fifty degrees at night, that's pretty. Yeah. Helpful too. Well, this is perfect tomato setting. I, I bet every bloom is setting on the tomato. Oh, that's good. Even uh, yeah. If they're, if they're not, you're in trouble. Um, <laughs> Those 30-degree temperatures may, um, well, just like Jerry mentioned, if you're in the hill country, they probably will end your uh, um, bougainvillea blooming. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it, if it gets stays down down and uh, 40 or below for any length of time, uh, the bougainvilleas, they won't, won't hurt the foliage, but you just have a way of the... The blooms disappear, and they so you might uh, 
You can put them on, put them in the uh, shelter any time. Well, speaking of weather, let's get you caught up with the weather. Roy is back at the station, and uh, he's got the weather forecast for us. Hey there, Roy. What's happening? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Good. Chilly. Yeah. It is a little chilly. So, Milton, wait, are we going shorts today with you? How, how's it? How's no, it? no, you figured out the, <laughs> the weather shorts. Yeah. <laughs> I got smart, Roy. There you go. It just took a few years. Hey, listen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk a little weather, right? So I know I woke up this morning expecting to go for my jog, and I had to go grab some extra clothes. So high today, only 67 degrees. It is going to get a little chilly tonight, as you guys were saying. Looking at about 39, 40 degrees tonight um, going into early morning tomorrow. High tomorrow, Sunday of 73 degrees, and it's going to be a low of 40 Monday to start that work week, a warm up a little bit, high of 80 degrees, low of 57. Tuesday is going to be a very interesting day, high of 73 degrees, low of 52 degrees, and there's a 50% chance of some showers on oh, Tuesday. Wow. So that's going to make for a pretty interesting day to, uh, as we see how that uh, chance of Halloween. rain increases. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to yeah. be a very interesting night. Um, we can't, uh, Roy, we can't be doing that. Uh, I know. We've got the big Halloween hayride in my neighborhood well, and uh, yeah. it makes it really unpleasant when it's <laughs> does it <laughs> no. yeah, we're, we're gonna have to keep our eye on it but right now it's at a 50 percent chance of rain you know that may increase or decrease as we you know move through the week but right now 50 percent chance of rain and it's definitely going to be a little chilly so pack a jacket possibly an umbrella and maybe you might want to get that trick-or-treating done a little early so we'll see Oh, there he goes. This guy yeah. is really turning into a professional. He is. <laughs> He's good, isn't he? Did you hear what he said? What? Do you hear just what he said? Well, it may increase or decrease. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's. Hey, I got it. <laughs> Either way, it may increase. Oh, it may man. decrease. Yeah, Roy covers his bases. So is, is, that, is that in the forecast for Wednesday, too? It's so always scarier oh, when I think you cleared up on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday's going to clear up a little bit. Only about a 20% chance of rain for Wednesday, but the temperature is going to drop a little bit. High of 69, low of 54 on Wednesday. So, uh, And it's going to be partly cloudy sky, so probably a little chilly on Wednesday. Definitely want to grab a jacket. But then Thursday, we're right back at it again, heating up. High of 80 degrees, low of 69 on Thursday. And Friday to round out the work week, high of 85 degrees, low of 69. And right now it's a slight chance of rain on Friday, but definitely going to warm up. So we're going to get a little cold and then start warming back up this week. Well, we need a little rain. Yeah, and some rain. I know, but I, I guess I guess if we can maybe skip that rain on Tuesday and maybe shift it to another day, that'll make all, all the kids happy. Yeah, that would be great. And uh, make the plants happy, too. Yeah. Yeah, let, let us have about a... An inch, too, is at least. Yeah. Rather yeah, well, than a tenth of an inch. Well, maybe there'd be lightning on Halloween. Now. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. With, the, with the rain, it would have lightning yeah. and thunder. And... Yeah, so so you, in other words, Jerry, you want my daughter to be up all night in my room. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. Thank you. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks, Roy. No problem. Yeah, and you didn't give Roy any credit for... The 70% chance of showers last Sunday morning. And we got a shower Saturday morning. Did we? Yeah, didn't we? Tenth of an inch, yeah? Yeah. Oh, tenth of an inch. Hey, Roy doesn't say how much. He just says, you know, well, it's going to rain enough. Said, it's going to rain a little bit, huh? So, all right. Thanks, Roy. Thanks, man. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. The number to call. Thank you, Roy.
I imagine the roses are enjoying this cooler weather. This is rose weather. And, and, and Calvin says in his digging now that uh, if you've not fertilized your roses uh, for the fall spurt of growth and blooms, or you did it over the month ago, do it now. Winterizer or, or slow-release lawn fertilizer works well. I imagine the winterizer would be better for roses at this, uh, this late in the year. Well, but with, with, ro- with our roses, we, they'll be back in action in March. Well, that's true, too. So, yeah, it's six or one and a half a dozen. The, other. The, the, the thing I've seen on the roses this year, and I, I'm Milton, I don't know if you were reporting this, too, but the, they got all excited and got <laughs> new growth and started blooming, and then, I, then we had a dry, another dry spell. And you've been been all right if you have a regular watering program, but a lot of us don't have on a, on the tough modern roses or yeah. old fashioned. So they just kind of retreated again, and now they they're ready to perk up. Oh man, mine are really blooming. Are they doing really blended stream? Yeah, nice, big nice. No, the small ones, lots yeah, of small okay. ones. But that's uh, you know that those are probably the key ones, uh, fertilizer, and. If people took our recommendations, they probably fertilized uh, six or seven weeks ago, uh, so it doesn't hurt to, uh, to give them a little bit more fertilizer. Calvin mentioned in his digging now section uh, to be alert with for the foli- uh, holes in the foliage of uh, broccoli, cabbage, and other greens. Uh, for, for a lot of people, they think that the uh, plants are supposed to have holes in the foliage. Because they're so common, but uh, if you broccoli and cauliflower and all that stuff shouldn't have holes in the foliage. And so uh, what you want to get do is get ahead of it. It's, uh, that's green cabbage loopers uh, or or caterpillars of some type eating holes in the leaves. And the neat thing about it is you can the best way to control them is with. Uh, uh, a D, uh, D, 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 P, D, BT, DT, BT, 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 Bacillus thuringiensis. I'm losing it. Um, it's okay. Help me over here. Bro. We're trying. But, but uh, such as uh, in products such as uh, Safer, Bio Worm Killer, Thuricide, and Dipel. Spray BT on the foliage where the loopers are feeding. In other words, they've got to take a bite of it before they before you can control it. Yeah, the good no- good news is that it's very effective. Uh, but but the thing uh, get we get quite a few calls and emails about that problem this time of the year. <clears throat> but I talked to somebody just recently, and they were kind of casual. Yeah, I noticed those holes. Uh, <laughs> Two days ago, and I said, "Well, and I'll probably get to spray them this weekend." But you know, you can't wait on the, on loopers. Once you start seeing the holes from the tops of the leaves, the best time to spray the loopers is before they actually eat the hole all the way through. But once you see start seeing holes in the tops of the leaf, you're dealing with a big looper, yeah, uh, a large side looper. And Which you, can really do a lot of damage in a hurry. And if you want to uh, get a feeling of urgency, just tip over, look underneath the leaf of a few of those with the holes, and they'll be the loopers. Loopers are easy to find. Yeah. It's not like hornworms. 
Uh, they're 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 with the hoe. And they also the they're also on that new growth. That's what they get on first. Right. That's where the real damage occurs. So get the spray on quick. And um, Jerry's uh, r- reminds us that uh, uh, just a what teaspoon of uh, detergent per gallon yeah. uh, makes makes the BT even more effective. Because it wets wets the surface of the leaf uh, that you when you're spraying it, and like I said, it's got to dry on there. The B, the BT product has to dry on there, and have the bacterium back to back bacillus uh, dry on there. So so when they do eat through the leaf, or if you don't if you if you don't spray underneath. When they when they do eat through the leaf, they'll get a bite of that bacillus. And they uh, and they quit eating, right, Milton? Yep, they quit eating. They, they quit eating no, right after I don't they know why. get that bite of bacillus. I guess it get, makes them sick. Uh, Calvin, are you aware of what? Uh... Uh, you guys are just egging me. <laughs> <laughs> what they what they usually say is terminal constipation. Oh, that hurts. That's Calvin. I've had that a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but we the, need to take a break. But the other thing, Go ahead. it'll up. come back again in three or four weeks. Expect expect them back, so stay alert. And BT doesn't last a long time. It's five or seven days coverage. Yeah. I tell people to spray about, if they've got a heavy infestation, to spray every four, four to five days. Uh, but, of course, it lasts longer. Uh, in the cooler weather. That's the first. That must be the first uh, organic pesticide company that he gets a commission from. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Usually, usually. Well, the, the thing about BT is it's the only thing that works on those caterpillars. You could put seven on caterpillars all day long, and they think you're just dusting them down or spraying them down. I've had some fair luck with malathion. Have you? Yeah. Well, well, we used the uh, malathion on army worms. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, they they got in the grass, and uh, somebody called me and said what to, what to do about it, and uh, I, uh, you need when they get in the grass and then start eating your lawn and things like that. Well, uh, you have to have a contact uh, insecticide. Yeah, and somebody else uh, sent this email that they just. They're just coming down there in waves right. and going up his trees and going right. up the side of his house. <laughs> and, and so that that's when a, a malathion spray will kind yeah. of get them under control. They, you know, the BT, they just, that wouldn't work because you they're in, a, they're in such a movement. Yeah. And they're feeding mostly on the grass uh, leaves. And so it's, it's hard to get any kind of control with and remember, and BT, you can spray the caterpillar with BT, and it won't kill them. Yeah. It's not a contact killer. And that's that's why it's effective. And uh, even when you're encouraging butterflies in the landscape, because you can target your cabbage or your broccoli, right. and you don't don't affect any of the other butterflies. 
Caterpillars. Did you want to do say something? Mom? We need to take a break. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Let's take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road right here on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Here's a reminder. When there are things going on at Millburgers like there are this weekend, make sure you go to millburgernursery.com. Millburgernursery.com will tell you all about the events that are happening and keep you informed, whether it's a blood drive coming up or maybe it's an educational event or maybe it's a big celebration. Millburgers will tell you all about it at millburgernursery.com, so save it as one of your favorites. Millburgernursery.com is where you can find out what's on sale this weekend, like pansies on sale in the 4-inch pot, just 98 cents each. Isn't it great? It's pansy time. Cyclamen is on sale at Millburgers, and this weather makes you want to go out and get some in the 4.5-inch pot, just five ninety nine for this beautiful plant. And this week at Millburgers, you'll save on perennials. This is the final weeks of their big sale. The perennials are on sale for 40% off now, just three eighty eight in the 1-gallon container. All this and more, go to MillburgerNursery.com, at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. One, two, three, four. San Antonio one, is two, Military City, three, USA. And 9.30 a.m. The Answer is proud to be a part of the tradition with Military City, USA Radio, Saturday mornings at 0800 hours. You'll hear from members of our active military, military civilians, and our veterans who have contributed to the brave history of our military. Military City, USA Radio. Saturdays at 0800 hours on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. With all this talk about the National Anthem, we thought it was a good idea to learn a bit more about why the National Anthem is so important in this country. This National Anthem Minute is brought to you by Premier Roofing and Contracting. Many people don't know there are four stanzas to the National Anthem. Few ever sing them, but a little-known fact is the fifth stanza was added by Oliver Wendell Holmes in 1861 when he was distraught over the Civil War and the attempt to divide this country. In this verse, Holmes wrote, If a foe from within strike a blow at her glory, down, down with a traitor that dares to defile the flag of her stars and the page of her story, and the star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave, while the land of the free is the home of the brave. Thank you, Premier Roofing and Contracting, for standing for our national anthem. PremierRoofingandContracting.com My name is Thaddeus Bediger, and honestly, I have to say and spell my name every day. I'm also the owner of Premier Roofing and Contracting. Easy to say and much easier to spell. Premier Roofing and Contracting proudly serves San Antonio and the Hill Country. And we're preferred vendor with major insurance companies. Call Premier Roofing and Contracting for a free estimate for your roof repair or replacement at 210-867-6001. At Premier Roofing and Contracting, we install quality with confidence. PremierRoofingandContracting.com. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. 
whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. David Rodriguez is up here visiting with us. Is David here to serve as a guide to get to the restroom? Yes, he is. He's like the host. Here at the, the did very well. Oh, she she looked like she had the go room man. Yeah, like, she did. Yeah. <laughs> when she stomping her feet. Yes, that's not a good sign. Yeah, so you know, there have been a lot of little little people running over here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. We give service to people, right? <laughs> there you go. How to go? Everything went well. Um, uh, a lot of good questions, and uh, uh, Trace and his staff um, set up the table real nice with a lot of. Um, uh, beautiful seasonal annuals, which have an excellent supply out here, pansies. And this is prime time to start to plant all this cool weather seasonal annuals, a beautiful cyclamen. So we hit that pretty good, but we just uh, opened it up and uh, entertained uh, a lot of questions for this time of the year on uh, taking advantage of the CPS Energy uh, tree rebate program to get your last uh, fertilizer out for your lawn. Um, a little bit of everything. We we talked about fruit trees and citrus and a deer and squirrels. Would you <laughs> would you remind people of the on the fruit trees that uh, it's time to spray something, huh? Well, the copper fungicide. We talked about that. Um, uh, looking at the dormant oil sprays uh, in January, February, but also the nurseries are doing much much better job of. Um, particularly when we're pushing these shade trees to bring in earlier shipments of fruit trees. So, uh, you know, we used to always wait till January or February. So, you know, you can start uh, getting those planted even earlier, getting a jump there. So a lot of good questions. We covered a lot of a lot of different Sounds uh, like information it. and stuff. Yeah, I'm, a lot I mean, of newbies. Is, is it two-day? Was I, it a two-day program? No, <laughs> just two hours. <laughs> two hours is good enough. Look at him, Milton. He's... He's a Bartlett tree expert. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, we wear a lot of hats. Oh, I'm waiting for my Mil- Milbury's when jacket on. There you go. Especially when it's cold. Ah, me too. <laughs> you wear a lot of hats, especially when it's cold. Yeah, right? I'm my hat, too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's your hat? New Earth. New Earth. Oh, man. So we, we, we represent it's like a NASCAR. Horti- the horticultural <laughs> world of Bear County. I see. <laughs> You know, but it went well. A lot of good questions. And, good. But it, it's a lot of new faces, and it's amazing. Uh, the the when they start doing a little bit gardening, the challenge that they have with the types of rock and soil uh, that we have here, and deer and squirrels and everything else. So, <laughs> well, the and, time the timing thing yeah, is always they, a they get a little frustrated, but you try to give them the good direction and put them on the right path so I that squirrel do. meat gets sweet yeah, about we, this we time talk, of the year did you really are you talking about my recipe the plant answer from uh, uh, squirrel fricassee from a good oh. pecan pies to a squirrel uh, recipe <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's all good. It's good. All good. How's Children's Garden looking? Is it uh, Children's Garden today is uh, week eleven of uh, sixteen. Okay. Uh, they've been harvesting a lot of sweet sliced cucumbers. A ton of yellow squash is uh, coming in uh, today. Uh, uh, radishes, Calvin will be harvesting a few radishes. Yeah, I've been harvesting today. Radishes. A lot of the cherry tomatoes are coming in. Yeah, uh, everything's looking good. Green beans, I think today, uh, today and next Saturday, they should be bringing a good ton of uh, green beans. They're fall marigolds. Oh, they're also, pretty. Uh, they're beautiful out there. El Dia de los Muertos are in full, full. Oh, that's right. Bloom. The orange marigolds, the traditional flower for uh, Latin America, for El Dia de los Muertos, All Souls Day. So they're in full bloom now. So it's it's looking real good. Yeah. Uh, our hops are looking good too, Calvin. The what? Our hops. Oh, our hops. hops. Yeah. Doctor Parsons took a picture of Doctor Stein. Uh, yeah. Looking oh. at the hops. <laughs> yeah. You planted hops. Why'd you plant hops? Oh, for your beer. Beer. For oh, the beer. Yeah. Oh, so man. the unique thing about this about. <laughs> couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, you know, you, when the, <laughs> you, you start dealing with those drinkers, they just uh, take over. Uh, you know? They get, get obsessed with that so stuff. So a couple months ago, we, we, we uh, harvested, a, we dried them on the plant, and we cut them to the ground in August. I was just seeing what they do, and most of them are, uh, have a ton of hops less than two months. Oh, uh, yeah, and back, co- back on top on of them. that. Uh, so it's kind of a What is that, so a 10 foot or 10-foot fence? Yeah, or? we're just playing with them to right. see what happens. So. Huh. You know, I don't think good. I've ever grown hops. I yeah. see them in the, some commercials on TV sometimes. But I think as a little ornamental plant, just a uh, conversational piece. Does it have any fragrance or anything? Oh, no. It's no. Just, no, no fragrance. Did the deer eat it? Uh, I, I would, ma- probably, I would imagine say they yes, would. right? Huh. You know. So we're just playing with it. Uh-huh. So so you, we can put that in that same league as the citronella and the, uh, yeah. what was the other one? <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're cold tender, aren't they? Uh, I think well, so. they grow them up in Oregon and places like that. Oh, that's so. true. That's Colorado. True. So, I, I don't know. I, we're just playing with them. See what what will well, happen. Oregon is pretty mild. Yeah, I mean, it gets, yeah. This is this is cold weather for yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Hmm. So. And then Insecta Fiesta is Thursday, Milton. You, are you going to okay. participate this year? No, I, I you sure we can get you a couple of tickets. Oh, we? I don't know that. There, there you go. Uh huh. You know, and we're serving a lot of. Uh, Lots of uh, bugs. Uh, uh, alcohol there, so you won't taste the insects. No, that's not. <laughs> well, no, you're going to eat some of your chefs. But, uh, no, they do a good job. Yeah. Honestly, if you, if you just show up and didn't know what it was, they incorporate a lot of the different types of insects. You would think it was meals. just a, a, a drunken party. No, that's not. But uh, it's a four-course meal, uh, um, dessert and everything. So if you want to know more about it, Thursday night, it's going to be at the garden center near the botanical garden. So go to the Bear County Extension Service website, and uh, maybe uh, you have someone with Halloween here Tuesday. Maybe you can purchase a gift for a couple people, or if you're a business, buy a table. But we're almost full, so uh, if you want to try, try it and uh, register early, it's Thursday, and uh, it'll be fun. And it is an educational program. We tease about yeah. it, but yeah, but yeah. they're you know they're looking at the future in terms yes, of yes. Uh, insects as a protein source, yeah. and and a lot of the world uses it you know yeah. we're, we're, we're just as americans uh-huh. ah, we got beef and chicken yeah. and pork and all that other but for if you need cockroaches yeah. just let me know <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll harvest a few for you but yeah it, a lot a, a lot, thing. A lot a of the world is contaminated with malaria too today, malaria but, with but, mosquitoes uh, 
That, that doesn't mean that we Listen. want to. Hey, well, we're not Jerry, Jerry thinks rutabagas are contaminants. Yeah. <laughs> are you? Yeah. But uh, it, it's a fun thing. But Calvin's right. We, we put a lot of the nutrition and education and just the fun options behind it. And we, and we do give them a bunch of facts what they do around the world. Yeah. And it's kind of fun if you, yeah. uh, young people are welcome, right? Yeah, if oh, you, yeah. If they come with their parents. Yeah. You can register. Go to the Bear County Extension Service website. But we only have a few tickets left. So. Uh, register early and uh, yeah, get on. Now, it's did, a fun event. As, as uh, Molly re- Molly hasn't responded to her ap- apologies yet. That she said she'd never talk to us again. Is that I mean is she Uh-oh. relented or uh, what did you no? Do to her now? No, we were very polite. It what was just amazing. I thought. No, I guess we were kind of. We're, we're lucky to have her. You know, Molly's she started tough. with the entomology fire ant program. That was her main focus. But I, I think we figured out. I don't think we can beat fire ants. We <laughs> just. Kind of just kind of control them. So, uh, so the next thing you're going to be giving up on cotton root rot. Uh, well, wait a but, minute. But, uh, <laughs> well, they, they they have some good things that they're looking at on cotton root rot. Yeah, uh, I've, we've heard yeah. that for a few years. Yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, so she does. Jerry and I are seventy, so yeah, there, <laughs> you go. there you go. But uh, yeah, she does a good job. We're lucky to have her. Yeah, she's she's tough too. Yeah, she, she's, she's a, a she's an excellent. Uh, she was educator. Put off by uh, these gentlemen and their comments. Oh, yeah. She's tough. She's tough. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, David. She's yeah. dealt with us. Have too. a wonderful day and enjoy this beautiful. Thank you for coming. Yeah, well, you take right. care. It's Talk great to you all Bye. Hey, Wade is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Wade, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Thanks for waiting. What's going on? Hi. Uh, thank you. Happy Halloween. I have a, a pill bug problem. Every time I plant a tree or shrub that has compost mixed in, the pill bugs aren't there until the compost is added in or used on top of a thin layer. Are they attracted to that stuff? Well, they hide out in it. But what okay. are you using the compost for? Just a plant well, soil mix. Oh. Yeah, well, one of the things is you you don't really have to use uh, compost. You just use the native soil in the mix, but it's not related to uh, any pill bug problem. But, okay. But they but okay. they do they will hang out, and it gives them a mulch or anything gives them a place to yeah. to hang out. So. And they have been decomposition of that. Yeah, and they thing. yeah they don't they certainly don't hurt the tree. No. Oh, okay, good, bugs. because there was a, a numerous amount of them. I yeah. didn't know that if I should dust them or uh, just let them be, so I just uh, thought I'd call and ask you guys. Just let them be. Yeah. If okay, you wanted to one more question. You would, you, uh, use, I used to know. I don't know if it's still, it's, I know it's not anymore, but do you not guys know the, the oldest plant nursery in Texas that is still being operated? Which nursery? I'm, I'm wondering. They used to be Otto M. Locke on right, New Brunswick. Right. He oldest. used to have oldest plant nursery in Texas. But I'm wondering who he does now. Fanic is pretty close. Fanic, that's what, yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. Mr. Fanix, I remember, yes, sir. Okay. Right. I just didn't know if uh, uh, there was someone, you know, in East Texas or further out in the panhandle, maybe. I don't know uh, that. For for sure, like you say, a lot was. I used to go there and visit with them quite a bit. They had some old catalogs. 
Right. Yeah. Well, I know he was in business for over a hundred years, and then he finally passed away. But I just thought, uh, yeah, Phoenix is probably up there. Yeah, you're right. I, th- I think they'd be be the closest to the oldest. Right. Okay. Yeah, I like to know the history of Texas a lot, and I'd never I'd thought about that until the other day, and because I, uh, I hadn't talked to Mr. Locke in so many years. But thank you guys, yeah. and uh, thanks for the show. Thanks, Wade. Okay. Take thanks care. for calling. Bye. 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 All right. We're going to use this opportunity to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call again. Three zero eight. Absolutely. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight. 8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Here's a reminder. When there are things going on at Milberger's like there are this weekend, make sure you go to MilbergerNursery.com. MilbergerNursery.com will tell you all about the events that are happening and keep you informed, whether it's a blood drive coming up or maybe it's an educational event or maybe it's a big celebration. Milberger's will tell you all about it at MilbergerNursery.com, so save it as one of your favorites. MillBurgerNursery.com is where you can find out what's on sale this weekend, like pansies on sale in the 4-inch pot, just 98 cents each. Isn't it great? It's pansy time. Cyclamen is on sale at Millburgers, and this weather makes you want to go out and get some in the 4.5-inch pot, just $5.99 for this beautiful plant. And this week at Millburgers, you'll save on perennials. This is the final weeks of their big sale. The perennials are on sale for 40% off now, just three eighty-eight in the 1-gallon container. All this and more, go to MillburgerNursery.com at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevard Road. This is Dennis Prager. When it comes to your home, math is your friend. Well, math and Sergio Martinez with Help You Sell. Help You Sell doesn't charge you the traditional 6%. When you sit down with Sergio, he'll show you exactly how their low set fee program will save you money. To find out how much you can keep in your pocket, call 210-693-0305 to get a free home evaluation and market analysis. 210-693-0305 or online at hushillcountry.com. Are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, try Attend today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for Attend at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 625. Southwest Military in Shopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West and Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with a 10. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need a 10. Do you like to shop? Do you like to improve your community? Then join AM 930 The Answer for the 24th Annual Holiday Olay Market. Friday, October 27th through Sunday, October 29th at the San Antonio Shrine Auditorium. This year's Christmas at the North Pole-themed event showcases regional and national merchants offering the latest in fashion, beauty, and home decor trends, as well as unique gifts and holiday merchandise. 
Shopping hours are from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday and 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Plus, there are many other special events to be a part of, like Breakfast with Santa. Proceeds from the holiday market benefit the community programs and projects of the Junior League of San Antonio Incorporated. For more information, go to www.jlsa.org or to this station's website community calendar for more information. We'll see you there. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, 9.30 a.m., the answer goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We are now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous on iTunes, on iHeart, on our own app, on our website, on conservativeradio.com, on your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 9.30 a.m., the answer. South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. All right. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're enjoying some corn, watching the folks take pictures at Millburgers, a little um, staging area for Halloween pictures. A little staging area. Well, yeah, actually, <laughs> it is a pretty big staging area. You haven't mentioned the... Uh what is the contest that they're Oh, the employee. That's right, the employee to. costume contest. No, yeah. I'm talking about where they take pictures. And send oh, yeah, pictures we'll have to in. get the details from Trace on that. But, yeah, I think you can win a gift certificate if you uh, take a picture in the uh, little aging staging area, not the aging area, <laughs> the staging area, and then you post them to Facebook that um, and you tag Millburgers, you'll be uh, eligible for prizes. So yeah. we'll have, yeah. So lots of fun stuff going. You can hear the train go by. We've got the... Uh, the face painting is still popular, and uh, so is the um, the balloon balloon uh, artist is doing a great job. What you say, Trace? Grab that microphone. Tell us what's going on. Oh, we've got all kinds of fun happening. Uh, I heard you say balloon artist. The face painting is going on. The train will be going on most of the day. Uh, bounce house, the maze. We've got corn on the cob, That's roasted been, corn on the cob. And your uh, employee costume cunt. Contest has been great. We've been getting waited on all day, you know. It's, Three uh, votes. They left all these numbers. I, I guess we can, we can vote a number of times. You, can't we? you can, but I don't think you can win the oh. the prize. Well, that's all right. As long as we but keep getting corn. One and, lucky customer who votes will get drawn on Monday, and they will win a hundred dollar gift certificate. Wow! So it's kind of kind of cool. Participate with us, and we you could win something. Yeah. So as Charles is fond of saying, vote early and vote often. Yes, he does. Uh, and uh, uh, Jerry was pointing out the fact that if folks take their picture and post it to Facebook, they're also still eligible for a gift certificate? I believe we're doing it this week, too. We did it last oh, week. Oh, just we, last we, week. Had, we had one winner, so I believe we're doing it again. Oh, okay. Cool. Sign, sign's still up, so we're doing it again. All right. Uh, you want to hang a second? We're going to talk to Tony real quick. Sure. Tony's on the line at 308-8867. Hey, Tony, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hi, pretty good. Thanks. Um, i got a friend of mine who wants to get rid of uh, shrubs, and I want them for my art. <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure out what would be a good time of the year to do that. Uh, what kind of shrubs are there? I have no idea. <laughs> I, just, I know nothing about plants whatsoever. How old are they? Uh, they've been with the house probably uh, about ten years, maybe. Oh, 
So they're big. Yes. Uh, you you do you do better to. Well, I guess you could do that anytime. Are they evergreen? Are you? Well, you yes. don't know what kind of grub they're. Yeah, they're uh, green. Uh, you're, they've been green all, all around the year. How tall are they? Are they five or six feet tall? Uh, about five feet. Five feet tall. Yes, sir. And three or four feet wide. Uh, four. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you if you want to try to dig them, where do, where does your friend live? Out in uh, northwest uh, side of North? it, it, Central Central uh, down t- uh, Jefferson High School area. Okay. That's kind of rocky soil down there, right? Right, and I'll be wanting to move up to up north, uh, north central part town. Okay, the reason the reason I'm hesitating is I'm I'm trying to think of a way to dis- discourage you from doing that because uh, that's oh, no. going to be a lot of a lot of work for uh, you know for something that may or may not survive. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad I called. Yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, looking at our sale item, our best selection of foundation and landscape shrubs, a final weeks of 40% off. And uh, they've got uh, our favorites, which are uh, Dwarf Burford Holly and Dwarf Yopon Holly. Okay. Uh but and and when you've been dealing with a five or six year old shrub like that, um, it's got a it's got a well established uh, and a massive root system. Okay. So when you dig it up, uh, you take you take a chance of losing it. Ah, uh, okay. I so uh, so you may think you're saving some money, but. Uh, You'd be you'd be you'd be you'd be better off uh, faster if you just get some of these uh, the dwarf Burford or dwarf Yopon Holly. Okay. 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 Well, I'll definitely, definitely look into that then. Yeah, we're, we're having uh, they're forty percent off sale. They were not twenty dollars, and now they're twelve dollars. So uh, even better. <laughs> uh, yeah, this. And 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 your hospital bill is is going to be uh, considerably more than that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Tony. Bye bye. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace, what else is going on? Well, uh, we talked about the costume contest. We've got lots of good color for for winter. Yeah, uh, and the corn is exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Roger driving the train now. So, I heard. Uh, we heard. Yes, that's a uh, that's a lively event now. So you ought to go introduce yourself to that man there, in the black hat. Okay. Carl. He's dressed up. Oh as yeah, Carl. I saw him earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's going to vote for me. Oh, is he? Okay, good. Said. <laughs> that's what he tells you now. Anyway, but uh, I, can, I can make sure. Yeah, that's right. 
Anyway, so um, let's see. Where do we leave off? We were talking about the uh, the corn and the face painting and stuff. Uh, how, how about our plant of the weekend? Plant of the weekend. So uh, in the same theme as last week, fall blooming, uh, Copper Canyon Daisy is going to be the plant of the weekend, weekend, weekend. Mm-hmm. So this also has a beautiful yellowish golden bloom. And as I showed you when I put it up, it's a, oh, yeah. a fragrance. Very fragrant, yeah. And um, it's, a, it's a wonderful perennial. The deer will not touch this. They would have to be starving to death to eat this, want to even come close to this plant. Very potent fragrance from the foliage. Uh, so can you imagine chewing on it? It's, it's even going to be great. But I like the smell myself. What do you think it smells like? Um, I don't know how to describe it exactly. Um, it's not a sweet smell necessarily. Kind of a. It smells like licorice to me. Oh, does it? Okay. So, uh, anyway, so this is also in our perennial sale group. Right, so 388 in the one gallon container. Can't beat that. We brought in 50 of them. I can't see from here how many are out there. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, there's about 35, 40 left. So, uh,. Plant of the weekend, it's a good one for fall, and no deer will touch this plant under most circumstances. I don't think I've ever seen a damage by deer. Cool. Because it's so aromatic. Very, very. Fragrant. I mean, people always talk about rosemary and how fragrant that is. This is a, a, a wonderful fragrance. Almost smells like cologne to me. Hmm. Okay. And it blooms. Like you said, with the yellow flowers uh, late in the late in the fall, mm-hmm. it's a fall bloomer. It definitely is. All right, thank you, sir. Now they, wait, oh, wait, wait okay. a minute. Uh, Neil Sperry uh, featured Mexican mint marigold. So our deal last, last week, and he he mentioned something about uh, that we didn't talk about. And uh, is that uh, Mexican mint marigold is uh, unaffected by spider mites? You know they'll they'll devastate uh, Mar- African and and French marigolds, but they won't touch this uh, our Mexican mint marigold. So he had to one up us. Well, he he just mentioned it. He's a magnet magnet to uh, butterflies, including uh, migrating monarchs. And uh, another thing he mentioned in there was, uh, uh, it's uh, you put it to the back of a uh, perennial planting, planted alongside fall asters and Mexican bush sage for contrast of colors, which is yeah, true. that'd be really nice. Uh, trim to the trim to the ground after the first hard freeze, and then one thing we didn't talk about: you can dig and divide it in late winter, just as new growth is beginning. Well, so, so you can divide it. So we're talking about last week's plant of the weekend, and uh, just uh, FYI, there's about 40 new ones that came out. Oh, oh, good. And so uh, we do have both of them, and they have a similar-looking bloom. And if, uh, you get, if you get one of those, and they, they're blooming, uh, you can expect the butterflies immediately to find them and, yeah. and land on them. They're, they're, they're one of their favorites in the fall. And the deer won't eat them. Um, face, okay. uh, I take it the... Uh, um, calendula, calendulas didn't, uh, didn't show. There's still no materializing there. Okay. And uh, when when do we expect that another uh, load of uh, spinach to get in? Uh, well, I brought in several flats this week. Uh, I'll have that answer better tomorrow. Okay. Cool. 
So they sold all those spinach already. Well, we we went through a good chunk of it. Yeah. Well, people are figuring out to wait till it cools down to get their spinach. Hey, let's go to Charles on the line at 308-8867. Thanks, Trace. 308-8867. Hey, Charles, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I I have uh, just moved my house. It has a small backyard, about 20 by 25, and it needs to be completely resodded. My question is, this time of year, is that worth doing now, or should I wait till some other time? We, both Jerry and I, recommend go ahead and do it because the sod's in good shape. Uh, our climate, I, I, I don't know. I, in tw- I can't remember in the last 20 years if there's been any damage on no. newly sodded turf. So... If it's ready for, you know, the advantages are, are pretty strong, too. You you uh, don't deal, have to deal with the mud. And, and if you got the time and it's you know, in, instant looking good. So, yeah, I, we think uh, just go ahead and do it. Is it in the shade or full sun or what's the situation on that? It's pretty shady. It's pretty shady. So you'll be using St. Augustine. Uh, yes. Okay. Any, any particular flavor of St. Augustine you always recommend? Well, uh, <laughs> now, how much the, the the grass is gone not because it's too shady, is it? I think it's just a, a matter of neglect. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. of course, my favorite, and uh, I think Jerry's is... Uh, uh, Floratam, which is Floratam. Did, did, okay. uh, yeah, did the best in the uh, drought test. It was even better than than zoysia in the drought test, which which was amazing. And it also okay. has uh, uh, insect and disease resistance. Um, do you all do you all typically have the Floratam in stock? Yeah. Uh, well, they have it on on uh, Fridays. You can buy it by the piece, but yeah, they have it. They'll generally have it. You can call ahead. That's your best bet. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty by twenty-five is is uh, I'm told about about a pallet or so. Yeah. Then that probably would be best to call ahead. And yeah. Call ahead. They'll get it because they get a shipment in every Friday on the on the uh, floor cam and and then then there are some there are. Uh, one or two varieties that are slightly more shade tolerant. Hey, Charles, can you hang on through the news in just a moment? We'll come back. Or do, we'll or do you have enough information? We'll, 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 we'll find out in just a second. All right, we'll take a break. Be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Charles, I hope we helped you out. Uh, we had to go to that break, so if, you, if we didn't, you give us a call. Right back at 210-308-8867. It was a hard break right now. Yes, it was. We it had was to, really hard. Something like that, yeah. 
So you had a question. <laughs> oh, anyway, tell you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, where all your gardening friends and their kiddos and their grandkiddos are here having a good time, dressed up in costume, enjoying all the fun activities, ranging from uh, the balloon artist to the face painting to the train rides to the roasted corn, uh, the virgin margaritas, the uh, taking pictures in the pumpkin patch, running around on the maze, jumping on the moon bounce. If you get the idea, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on here at Millburger. So it's lots of fun. Come on out today and enjoy it. And you can come on out tomorrow and enjoy it all, too. Back here at Millburger's at 1604 and Boulevard. Look at the line over at your balloon place. I know. She's really face, popular. Face planting, yeah. Over there. Very popular. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you had a question off the air. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, it? The fellow was saying that he's got massive, massive uh, webs of uh, spiders on some of his trees, and uh, I and they 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 I thought first they were just uh, lice, those plant lice that we see on the on the trunks of the trees, but th- this he says it's covering the foliage too, and spiders. With some kind of spider, some kind of lice. I've seen those uh, those webs co- covering the foliage too. Not, yeah, but a, not not a big tree, but uh, yeah, or the bottom the bottom of a medium sized tree. Yeah, but not it didn't go very far into the. Yeah, that's a plant lice. I yeah, guess. bark bark lice we call them. It's kind yeah, of it's, it is startling though to see. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I had aliens one, have arrived. I had one in my in my neighbor's yard, and uh, every time you'd come around the corner and the lights would hit the web hit the webbing, it would look like they were decorated for Halloween. You know, I mean, it would shine on that kind of creepy. But they went away. I haven't seen them in a couple of years. But they, I never I never have seen them where they would. Go up a branch and, and cover the foliage too. And uh, I guess no, you wouldn't. You get a different inf- impact if you had spider mites. They're generally on trees, they don't don't see the webs like you do on tomatoes or yeah. something. Cedars, cedars sometimes will get those spider mites. I have a question. All right. The Millburger Winterizer Fertilizer is on sale, forty percent off. What was a uh, twenty-five dollars, which was a good price, and now it's on sale for fifteen dollars. So uh, it's about ten dollars off a forty-pound bag, which covers seventy-two hundred square feet, and it's a three-one-two fertilizer ratio. Uh, eighteen six twelve analysis. Now, in today's paper, uh, Neil Sparris is still right, still uh, on that uh, no uh, phosphorus in the fertilizer, and he made the statement uh, said uh, that he used to recommend three one two ratio, but he's been following the lead of. Texas A&M Soil Testing Laboratory for many years. They tell us that we have excessive amounts of phosphorus, middle number of, of the analysis, 
in our soils and that phosphorus at those levels could actually be harmful uh, to our plants. Now, my question, Calvin, is have you ever seen a plant harmed by phosphorus? Not that I know of. You know, they, they say that it precipitates out the iron, which will make your plant yellow. Well, you know, but, iron corrosive. But uh, uh, almost every soil we have, the iron is precipitated out. Right, yeah. And what we're, we're, we're looking at a, a subtle kind of impact here. We're, we're looking, about, looking at availability, and we're looking at... The winter time, when the the grass, if it's going to have the maximum cold protection and a maximum spring green up, needs to be able to get at that phosphorus right. quick, because right now it's really pulling it up and get it organized. Um, and phosphorus but, is unavailable in a cold soil. Yeah, and we're not we're not talking about overwhelming levels that are going to. Uh, change the the ratio of the nutrients in the in the soil either so i, I think I, th- I think um we've determined i guess we have, you know that surprised me a little bit he says the lab because we're basing ours on the on the research that came from uh, it was backed up and provided us from yeah. me and him yeah but uh uh, it just crossed my mind that they talk about phosphorus can actually be harmful to our plants. Uh, I, I don't I, think so. I guess we could, uh, there probably we could find some way, situations where it was. But I, I don't, uh, was I, my, you my know issue. We, oh, he said, I also said the, the, the uh, reader said that he could not find uh, plant uh, fertilizer in three one two ratio, and then he gave a ratio of a eighteen zero twelve. And what is? Have you ever heard of eighteen zero twelve? No. Um, I, I just uh, last time I remembered eighteen, 18 uh, our eight, uh, what our eighteen six twelve is available at most of our nurseries right. in our area. Right. And maybe maybe the big box stores don't have it. I don't know. I don't know. But, but uh, Millburgers has it, and it's on, on sale 40% off. That's and it a, works. It's a real good price. And we we use it in our gardens, and uh, it uh, and we use it for a lot of years. It's been the recommendation, and we're ready to stand by it. Yeah. And we, I, I disagree with that too much. Fosfor- I will tell the story of the of the farmer that did the soil testing, and uh, which I'm not a big fan of, by the way, uh, because it's expensive and it comes back with the same results all, every time. Uh, so, uh, and then Neil says that if you haven't had soil tests within the past three or four years, have that done before the next growing season. I disagree with that too. Well, if I was when I was on the peach orchard growing on the East Texas sand, yeah, that was different. I mean, you you've got a lot of acres you can get a sample, and, uh, um, and there was uh, the only nutrients you really had was what you added. But but you're right. If you uh, we used to. As a running joke, we used to predict what the soil tests were going to turn out. Absolutely. And we're talking about lawns. 
We're talking about soils that have been manipulated, a lot of fill. Yeah, uh, that hauled in. Yeah, hauled and in. so so what is it? You don't have the opportunity. If, if, if like on the peach orchard, they said, uh, uh, you if you can find something with twenty two percent nitrogen, use that. Yeah, and uh, and quite often they 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 phosphorus and potassium were also in there, but you don't have a lot of options for your lawn. I mean, they, they won't custom build mix for you. Right. So yeah, it is. It, it is. I think. It'd be uh, useful if we had a, a discussion about the soil tests and how it relates to to landscapes and the fertilizer situation and how that relates um, to our types of soils. With whom? Well, that's that's what I I mean. <laughs> have uh, a discussion it, to with whom? Well, it'd be nice if uh, if the A and M uh, maybe somebody at A and M took a lead in that and. And we looked at the research just to reaffirm that that the research is uh, s- still the uh, way to go, and uh, the, the, in this particular research, and the, the laboratory backs it up. And so, I don't know. I, th- I think we'll stick with our uh, three-one-two ratio. Try it, try it until even though Neil says no. Neil says no. He said uh, <laughs> he, he he talk he's talking about the the three the three one two ratio is an old old recommendation. Well, you know if it, if it was right back in those days, uh, uh, well, I I just I just think we need to stick with the three one two ratio. Well, there's a different. I know Milton is getting falling asleep here, but there's a difference. What? I'm sorry. There's a difference between a the, the chemistry that occurs in a lab and a practical application of nutrients to a landscape across the region. Right. Yeah. Uh, you you don't you know you don't have a options. It's just like it's the issue of uh, hybrid tomatoes we got. Right. We're, all, we're dealing with compromises, and we're dealing with soil variations, and and uh, then that that recommendation that the backed up by the research um, has worked very well. So yeah, I'm kind of with you. Hey, we got Robin on the line at 308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi there, Robin. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great. I have a question for you. What is the difference between the the Texas sage and is it Sanizo? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh-huh. Right, right. Okay, the Lowry's Legacy. And is there another one also? La- another uh, four, five, six, six different. Well, the the Lowry, the Lowry Lowry's Legacy. Legacy as a kind of a, I think a prettier blue flower. It's blue, uh-huh. yeah, rather than purple. It uh, uh, it is not as cooperative in terms of blooming in the container as some of the others are. So that's uh-huh. a that's an issue. I don't know okay, about was... size, Jerry. Oh, it gets big. We yeah, we saw the, the 
at uh, Mitchell Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was tall. Very oh, yeah. nice looking plant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. But the color. What? Let's see the the thickness, compactness of the plants, the density of the plants, the color of the flowers, the frequency of the blooms. So there's those four or five. Help me re- remember what some of those varieties are called. Yeah, I was trying to remember too. Green. Um, Durango, uh, let's see, it's something like Durango or, but any, anyway, it's a more compact, it's it's a more compact, yeah. uh, there's a, more compact than these, so. I think, but it's not significantly different. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, if, if if I had access to it, that would be the one I choose, would choose, but I wouldn't feel too bad if I didn't, if I used one of the others, because okay, are you saying you, all good. you would... You would choose the Lowry Legacy? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I would. If you can find it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, if you can find it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> how, how tall does it get? How high? Well, we've seen it at almost four feet at Mitchell Lake. Uh-huh. And we've and some of the other varieties get taller than that, for yeah. sure. Well, you see some beautiful ones around town. Yeah. Well, they're all. Yeah, and I they trim. Well. A, lot, a lot of them trim them. A lot of people trim them in hedges. Yeah. yeah so for, what would, tr- what, which ones would those be that are like? That, that, that I, the I same, they're the same ones. Yeah. The same ones that we talked about earlier. They're, yeah, the Lens Lowry is, the, the is probably, they're less inclined to, probably, well, there's not a lot of them out there, and then they, you, if you picked it, it you would pick it because you like that shape and and that oh. kind of natural look. But the other others are are selected because they 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 got they're valuable as a hedge plant and and of course as a good xeriscape plant. Yeah. One, okay. One what the, I heard that uh, the Saint Augustine grass, since these uh, the, is it? Do you pronounce it Seniso? Seniso? How right. do you pronounce it? Right, Tanisa. Whatever you say is right. C e n i z o. Right, or okay. you can also spell it. My spell S. check accept it with an A, Sinisa, or Sinisa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I okay. It likes drought and sun. Okay. Well, I don't think it likes. <laughs> Well, it likes well, dry, like well-drained dry. soil. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well-drained. Okay, what? Kind well, of what, what it doesn't, be? what it doesn't like is shade, or yeah. soggy, and, and right. excess water. Okay. Well, what a lot, kind a lot of, of people, are, a lot of people have put them in landscapes, on the big, on the trees, and uh-huh. uh, they they don't bloom very well, or they don't yeah. start under big trees, but they become big trees. Right. Okay. So what? I've got one under Texas you? red oak. What grass would you put with them? Because St. Augustine likes more shade. No. St. Augustine would tolerate more shade. Oh, but it does well in the sun. It would go. It it likes sun better. Okay, but it likes water, too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So it's, yeah, that's generally not a good lawn tree. I mean, a lawn shrub. Sinesia. Lawn shrub. Okay, what what grass would would go with it? Well, let's 
let's see, you, uh, uh, well, Bermuda grass would survive uh, full okay. sun and a dry, relatively dry, uh-huh. but it does better, better in a uh, shrub border than it does in uh-huh. the middle of a lawn. Yeah. Or if, okay. you, or if you've got it in an island, a shrub island, mm-hmm. it doesn't get sprinkled. Mm-hmm. The lawn could get sprinkled and the, the yeah. shrubs don't get sprinkled. Yeah. Okay. But, so why are they so difficult to find? This is a native shrub. Well, but the... the, the it's a selection yeah. that the nurseries have to grow, and uh, they, they stick with the more compact forms. Rather than uh, Lars Legacy, but uh, I think I think Memberger had didn't didn't yeah I wish Trace yeah the Legacy yeah I wish Trace, Trace was here we could make we could get a a count on what they got and he he also remembers the other selection other selection yeah there's some there's one that's got green in the name and um but he may they may still have some there's green cl- green cloud green cloud okay that's good <laughs> That's a nice one. That's got kind of a, a neat, a more green color. Well, some some people like the really blue look. Yeah, the, I right. like the blue. Silver look, and then others like the green the green cloud look. Yeah, I like the blue one. All right, so yeah, the blue leaves. If, if you got, if you are, uh, if you got the time, continue to listen to us because we expect trace. We'll stop by and see us in a few minutes, won't he, Neil? Yeah, he'll come by. We'll we'll ask him. That's the first thing we'll ask him when we see him. Okay. Okay. I'll listen. I'll listen. Thanks, okay. Robin. Thanks, okay. Robin. Good luck thank to you. you. Thank uh-huh. Thank you Bye-bye. for calling. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, and it's time for a quick break. We'll be back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up right after this on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Here's a reminder. When there are things going on at Millburgers like there are this weekend, make sure you go to MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com will tell you all about the events that are happening and keep you informed, whether it's a blood drive coming up or maybe it's an educational event or maybe it's a big celebration. Millburgers will tell you all about it at MillburgerNursery.com, so save it as one of your favorites. MillburgerNursery.com is where you can find out what's on sale this weekend, like pansies on sale in the four-inch pot, just 98 cents each. Isn't it great? It's pansy time. Cyclamen is on sale at Millburgers, and this weather makes you want to go out and get some in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, just five ninety-nine for this beautiful plant. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on perennials. This is the final weeks of their big sale. The perennials are on sale for 40% off now, just three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. All this and more Go to MillburgerNursery.com at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem. I fought the largest timeshare company 
County in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation at 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. Hey, it's Mark Davis, your Texas talk show pal. You'll hear me filling in on various shows here on the Salem Radio Network. But right now, I want you to hear great news for San Antonio. Some friends of mine have come to town. Simple Sleep Services. At Simple Sleep Services, they solved my snoring and sleep apnea problem, and they did it without surgery, without the CPAP device and that big facial mask. What did they offer? A custom mouthpiece, a simple oral appliance. They custom make it for you. You take it home. You kiss your wife goodnight. Silent night all year long. It's covered by insurance. Great time to call now because of low year-end deductible and out-of-pocket cost. Look, sleep apnea could be fatal, and snoring may be a sign of it. So call 210-528-1900. That's 210-528-1900. Or go to simplesleepservices.com and see how simple it can be. To solve your sleep apnea problem, stop snoring, sleep healthy, live life, Simple Sleep Services. Now in San Antonio, 210-528-1900. That is 210-528-1900. Or visit simplesleepservices.com. You've heard about the amazing benefits of fish oil for heart health, memory, learning, and mood. However, it's important to know that not all fish oils are alike. A poor quality fish oil may contain contaminants and be rancid, leading to unpleasant aftertaste and burping. There's a brand you can rely on, just as medical doctors have for years. Nordic Natural Pure, award-winning, and patent fruit-flavored omega-3 fish oil. All Nordic Natural fish oils meet strict European medical standards and are independently tested, documenting exceptional purity and freshness levels. You'll feel and taste Nordic Natural's difference. Nordic Natural Omega-3 fish oils come in a variety of natural fruit flavors, both in liquid and capsule form. Children enjoy the chewable strawberry capsules and will ask for more. And you can get these at Rhonda's Nature's Way, two locations. 624 Southwest Military and 8059 Callahan at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We had a caller, Trace, uh, who had a question about what we had on hand in terms of Sinisa. Uh, are, are we still over there? There should be Silverado. Uh, this week we'll be getting in some Desperado. I don't have them right now. Um, Rio Bravo, uh, <laughs> Compact. I think Green Cloud and Lynn's Legacy, I believe, are all still over there. You got some Lynn's Legacy back. Uh, Yes. In fact, Hank was out here. Got a couple a couple days ago. Oh wow, yeah, because she that was the one she was most interested in. Very cool. Good. Thank you. We she we couldn't remember them. So that that'll make it even tougher. She's got to choose between. Yeah, she got a bunch of them. Did she have um, ideal conditions that she wanted? Well, she no, she's kind of exploring conditions. Okay, that's right. I, I would go by leaf color and the ultimate size of the plant. Yeah, we, we suggested it's not a a good plant for the middle of the lawn. It's a good plant because you you don't want to be have to water it every time you water. So my personal lawn. favorite is going to be Silverado or Desperado. 
Those are shorter growing varieties that the foliage is denser on, and supposedly they bloom more frequently. Cool. All right, Robin. Well, there you go. Your best bet is just to come on over here and let somebody help you out, and they'll show you. Well, look for Trace. Trace has made a study of that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, not today with his yeah with his baseball bat and well, they uh, could they could come and find me anyway. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Trace. Ma'am, did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Here you go. Come on up, grab the microphone. You'll be on the air. These guys here. All right, what you got? Uh, I just see if you could tell me what's the name of the tree that. Jerry, do you know the? You is it a tree know. or is it a? It's, it's a vine. It's, it's no, it's not a vine. They're very skinny um, trunks, and they're kind of reddish. The the sleeve, the leaves are really large, and it and this is the seed. Is that castor bean? That's what I was. That's what I was wondering this about. This is the seed right there. See, that's castor bean. What's the name? So, castor bean plant. Big big leaves, right? Yes, real huge leaves. I mean, and the and the. You said it was a tree, but is it, is it more like a big sunflower stock? Yes. Yeah. But they're tall. They're yeah, growing, they're very like large. They're real tall. I, yeah. I, I Be think, a little careful with them because that, you, Jerry and I are not, we, we poo, kind of poo-poo the toxic plant thing. But these, they are toxic? They, are, they are, actually are, yeah. Toxic to animals? Yeah. Well, luckily, animals are not, not very much interested in them. But like, with you, with your handling them or the kids playing with them or anything, you don't, yeah, no. you, you don't want. I'm trying to grow it, and I wanted to look it up in the internet and get some information, look, but I didn't know the name. Look, so it's castor bean, like the town. Castor bean. C a s t o r. Castor, like castor oil. Oh, like castor oil. Like castor oil. Okay. And bean, oh. just like the the bean you would eat. You don't eat, yeah. You, <laughs> B-E-A-N, castor bean. bean. Where did you say, where did you get, where do you, where Is you it from? my, a name, my Na- neighborhood? Neighborhood. But there's nobody in the house, hardly ever. I just went and picked up. You know? Oh, boy, you're just like Jerry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> and then I try to grow stuff. There you go. There yeah, you go. it's. It's so pretty. Does it die in the winter? Do you know? Yes. I never noticed. It dies, it dies back. back. It dies back. In the winter. But so it's very back lush where they have it. They have it and it's grown really high and it's very lush. There's a, where you come off the freeway over by the Alamo Dome, there's a, they, they got a, a big growing, a bunch of it grows right on the roadside there. And it's yeah, it's really showy. I don't know if it's a perennial. I don't think it's a perennial. I, I think, think it, it reseeds. Back, it reseeds. Yeah, but it does. Yeah, it does reseed probably because there's a bunch. Right. Okay, so it's castor bean. Like castor oil. Yes, but bean, one word. Right. Well, no, no, two, no, or, two, two words. Word. It's two words because I want to research and try to. Yeah, grow it. yeah, definitely right. do that because it is a plant you got to be deal. Deal with carefully, anyway. Yes. Okay. That's a Thank si- you. There's a side in my house that I would like to put them in. Thank you. I don't- Thank you so much. Sounds Appreciate good. it. Thanks for coming on the air. Shane is on the line at 308-210-308-867. Hi, Shane. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for coming back, Come Shane. Come back, Shane. <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, 
Y'all were actually talking about soil testing. I came across an issue at one of my buildings the other day. Uh, we've got raised beds all the way around the building. In one section, we can't keep anything alive. We've actually lost a tree. The um, owner was asking me about having the soil tested or if it was better just to dig it up and start over. Um, Tell, what are your uh, thoughts? I think you're going to dig it up. Say, what is it? Uh, uh, a bed that they can't grow anything in. Oh. Next to a, bi- yeah. next to a building, I mean, right? Yes. And, I mean, we've had ivy growing there for years. Uh, you know, multiple different plants, but uh, mainly ivy growing there for years. And it's just one specific spot. It's almost like somebody dumped something there. Yeah, that's what I was fixing to say. It's next to a building, right? Yes, sir. But this this area is actually about 12 feet out from the building. Yeah, I bet they had a burn pile there or something when they were constructing the building or or doing some... But at one time it grew after the building was there. It grew very well for years, and this just happened over like the last year. Mm -hmm. Huh. Well, then you might want to try but it certainly could be somebody dumping there i've seen when the trucks park right when they're unloading yeah. things and uh, um various things yeah, but that's for... not in this is not an area where any of that takes place okay hmm i mean it, well, it's actually but yeah, what have you tried what have you tried to grow there shane there's not a lot of things you could options you could um, I'm trying to think, um, Jasmine? Is you had a Jasmine? Jasmine? Yes. And, and it won't, I mean, the rest... What, what happens? Do you plant it and it dies out? Yeah, it dies out, and then the other... And I was trying to think of Asian. I knew it was a Jasmine. Um, yeah, we got it in the other raised beds around the building, and it had been in that area for years. And then it just all of a sudden has quit growing, and we lost the tree. And it was an older oak tree. An oak tree lost was lost too. Yes, Did sir. You say? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Now that and the I, oak tree, oak, oak tree is pretty serious. It, it's got to yeah. be some. Um, and it, the, the, the drainage it, hasn't changed, has it? No, sir. Nothing. Nothing has changed in years. Runoff, you know, runoff and collecting, or something coming, uh, running off from someplace else, and no, and, uh, settling in there. No, we're above parking lot level, and the only the only thing that drains into that area is off of the roof, but nothing on the roof has changed. So it's, we have not changed anything there. Um, well, one one thing you could do, Shane, if you wanted an experiment, just dig some of the soil out and plant something in a in a container to, to see if it's a soil related. Be, but because that history of things doing well there at one time indicates to me it might have more to do with the environment and the weather. And the availability of water and things this year, but, but is that is that a reasonable one, thing for you to do? Just to experiment a little bit. Um, I can do that, 
I mean, this bed's actually probably 20, 25 feet long, and almost yeah, smack in the middle of it, I've got a 10-foot section that just, we can't grow anything anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I, what I'm afraid of is you go and take all the soil out and put the soil back, and it's still not going to grow anymore. I don't guess it's a root rod. Yeah. No. That's that's why. If, in, a, in a spot like that, sometimes you have yeah. Have root rots show up? Yeah, and I, don't, I, th- I think yeah, but would a root rot identified... take out tree? Oh yeah. So well, it can. It's not not usual. That's not, why. Yeah, it's not usual. That's why it seems like it's some other factor in there. And the and we well, I mean, I you, can... we heard you talk about it next to a building, or we were thinking of a a building site, and quite often there'll be some materials. Or, right. Yeah. Dumped. No, this is. And they, this it may take a couple years for them to 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 make an impact. But yeah, this is an old established building from like the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, I'd be I'd be careful to assume that it's a soil problem, um, because if you if you spend spend a lot of time and effort, money getting new soil, and, and it still doesn't work. Which which we've okay. seen before, so I would I'd make well, sure that you diagnose it. what it is. That's why I was calling you guys. Um, what, yeah, well, that's and the owner. Well, here's my recommendation: you make you you put some container containers, and you pull some of that soil, and you plant something. Obviously, and you know something that grows relatively quickly, or gets get some con- plants from the nursery. And okay. just uh, try a few of them and see what, how they react. And if it's a soil problem, they'll all react the same way you're, the plants that you haven't worked before. Okay. But the soil okay. test is not going to help you. Huh? Okay. The soil that's... test is not going to help. Well, it's going to help if you got... I'm talking about sending oh, it to oh, no. no, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it'll be... Because all, all they do okay. is test the nutrients. Aha. Okay. Well, that's now you could enli- you could enlist you. A, a special lab report uh, analysis. I guess there might there was those uh, private. There must be some private labs will that will make that kind of analysis. But I'm af- I'm afraid they won't find anything. How big? How yeah. big is the area? Did you say? You said uh, it's a long area, but. Yeah, it's about a 20, 25-foot long bed, about 12 feet out from the building, and I'm losing like a 10-foot long by 5-foot deep section of it. And it, it doesn't have straight borders. It's just kind of random borders. Oh, okay. And it's not under the tree. You said the tree died. In the- there, was, there was a tree there that died. There's another oak tree, probably 100-year-old oak tree, a little further down from there, that's just fine. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and that's another reinforcement that that's probably not the soil. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. We're kind of stumped on that. Yeah, I'm inclined to think that somebody may have dumped something there, thinking it was harmless, and yeah, turned out it wasn't. That that would explain it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad I can right. finally stump you guys. Yeah, thank Sorry, you. Sorry, Shane. <laughs> Thanks for that. 
<laughs> Y'all have a good maybe, afternoon. Maybe, maybe dig some of it out and. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. I and, would and replace it and then see if see if that helps. Well, and that's put, what I'll do. I'll put, dig put it out. Stuff you dig down in a, in yeah, I thought your container idea was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, I'll Shane. give that a try and see what happens. Thank you, guys. Yeah, let us, let you us know what happens on that deal. All right. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Here's a reminder. When there are things going on at Millburgers like there are this weekend, make sure you go to MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com will tell you all about the events that are happening and keep you informed, whether it's a blood drive coming up or maybe it's an educational event or maybe it's a big celebration. Millburgers will tell you all about it at MillburgerNursery.com, so save it as one of your favorites. MillburgerNursery.com is where you can find out what's on sale this weekend, like pansies on sale in the four-inch pot, just 98 cents each. Isn't it great? It's pansy time. Cyclamen is on sale at Millburgers, and this weather makes you want to go out and get some in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, just five ninety-nine for this beautiful plant. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on perennials. This is the final weeks of their big sale. The perennials are on sale for 40% off now, just three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. All this and more, go to MillburgerNursery.com and Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. Yo, nurse, we are a couple of the new fathers of some of these raccoon babies in there. Can you tell us which ones are ours? Uh, yeah, they're all wearing the same mask, it says. Paging Dr. Furrytail, Dr. Furrytail, you're wanted in the East Attic. Yours is the one chewing on those air conditioning wires. That's my boy. Uh, which one is mine? Oh, that one chewing on the pink blanket? You mean insulation? No, yours is the one hanging from the rafters, keeping everyone awake and acting like a flying squirrel. Spring is the time of year when unwanted critters are nesting in attics and can cause all kinds of damage. But Critter Evictor specializes in humane animal control. And with their one-and-done policy, your unwanted guests ain't getting back in. Guaranteed. So whether you have possums, rats, mice, squirrels... And yes, even raccoons who act like squirrels. Call Critter Victor at 441-4045. That's 441-4045. Man, that's my boy. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. A group of students at University of Wisconsin used the recent Indigenous Peoples Day to try to discredit Abraham Lincoln. They covered a monumental statue of the 16th president with derisive signs and staged a die-in in front of it. Let's be real, said a protest leader. He owned slaves and ordered the execution of native men. 
Well, actually, he stopped the execution of Native men. In December 1862, after military tribunals convicted 303 Sioux warriors of rape and murder for slaughtering more than 800 Minnesota civilians, Lincoln commuted sentences of 264 of them. He allowed punishment only for those who had brutalized noncombatants, not the fighters who killed 77 U.S. soldiers in the midst of the Civil War. And as to the charge that Lincoln owned slaves, he never did. And from boyhood, always hated the evil institution. It's also evil by the way, for America-hating activists to deploy false, ignorant charges to tarnish the legacy of our greatest president. I'm Michael Medved. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, 9.30 a.m., the answer goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside our radio. We are now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous on iTunes, on iHeart, on our own app, on our website, on conservativeradio.com, on your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch talking gardening with you here live at the Millburgers where all kinds of fun stuff is going on today. So uh, come on out and be a part of the fun. Bring the kids for the uh, roasted corn, the face painting, the uh, balloon artist, the moon bounce, the maize, the pumpkins, all kinds of fun here at Millburgers throughout the day. So, uh, yeah. Somebody sent me a text message that said that... Uh, that they had uh, that same issue with the dying plants in an, in an area, and they had a, a natural gas leak. Oh, okay. Um, hopefully, oh, hopefully, wow. hopefully, you would know, you'd find he, that. He said that the bed was out from the building. Yeah, there. twelve feet at least. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen the ex- gas escape from methane uh, from landfills. Right. Uh, or a property that had built on top of landfills and had the methane mm-hmm. come up. And that killed plants, too, wherever that seeped out of the ground. Mm. But, so, yeah, I guess potentially it could be a natural gas leak. But you, I think you would uh, you'd see a, diff, a different, little bit of a different pattern. But something to consider for sure. Thank you for the information. Yeah. Uh we got a lot of, uh, we had mentioned chrysanthemums, our mums, uh, Halloween plants, that uh, we've got some beautiful specimens here. So if you're looking for some Halloween decorations uh, and want to plant some chrysanthemums or, or put some pots uh, on, on the porch or whatever, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of people plant them after they finish with them. Uh, we had a question said, what do we do with our mums once they finish blooming? And uh, the answer is uh, trim them back to within an inch or two of the ground or pot, and uh, you'll see new shoots coming up from their roots. And those new shoots uh, with uh, stems will be next year's plants with next year's flowers. And... Uh, so uh, that's that's what to do with them once once they finish their bloom cycle, which takes a long period of time. Yeah, because you uh, don't you don't want to rush that cutting off the green leaves. Right, right. Because this is not the uh, this is not the uh, the north, I guess. Well, 
So you you know you leave the leaves on there as long as you can. I don't I don't know if you know it or not, Milton, but I was looking over information on uh, Halloween, mm-hmm. and uh, back at back many years ago, uh, they they uh, found a use for rutabagas. Yeah. Instead of pumpkins. Instead of hollowed-out pumpkins called jack o can be traced back to the people in Ireland and England who carved out beets, potatoes, and turnips and rutabaker to use as lantern on this festival occasion. So if you're wondering what to do with your rutabakers, uh, there you know. Now, they're hard to carve, man. I I, I bet they would be. Yeah, I'd rather have a pumpkin to carve, yeah. (laughs) What's up? All right, got a gardening question. Can we ask it on the air? Yeah. All right, what you got? You're on the air. My name's Michael. Sure, Michael. We've got a iris bed, two iris beds side by side. They're five years old, and we've been digging up the bulbs and separating them. Right. And we've got way too many bulbs now to put back. And I was wondering how to store the bulbs to save them for later or someone else. All I do is put them in a paper sack. And if you've got room in your air-conditioned house someplace, that's the best place. But I just put them in, the, in my gardening shed, and I've had them last seven, eight months easy. What about uh, a refrigerator? Would that be no, too cold? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. you, know, you don't need to put them in the cold. Yeah, okay. Just a, just a, a dark room. Well, it doesn't, I guess dark, <laughs> dark is not a problem because they're in a sack. Okay. But but just uh, the the one problem is the hot and cold, which I've subjected mine to, but they still seem to prosper. And of course, I guess you'll if you put the word out, somebody will neighbors or things will want them to. Here you go, ma'am. Did you have? Did you want? Did you want to add something to that? Here you go. Can I ask you if you had any idea? Um, last year, my irises didn't bloom at all. Huh. My beds. The first time I've ever had that happen. It's not. They're not we, getting we in the shade, get, are they? Well, we had. There was a tomato plant that come up in the middle of it that I'm afraid might have shaded it. No, uh, I think, plus we put some dirt on the top. We might have covered them too much. That could, Would that keep them from blooming? Could be, but they also. Well, not all of. All, you know, as they got five years without being thinned. Uh, still, I would well, expect I don't them think to bloom. Well, I been in there five years, but we decided to redo the soil. Yeah. We thought maybe it, you know, it was because of the soil we'd put in there on top of them. Oh so yeah. We just, well, that yeah, they they don't they don't react we well to be covered. Do you want to plant them, of course, so that the rhizomes are exactly the same level as the soil? So, you, so you, the only thing below the when they talk about rhizome, do they mean the bulbs? The, the actual top of the bulb, yeah, is showing just yeah, a little so, bit. Yeah, so here's the here's the leaves and here's here's the rhizome. Yeah. So you want this top right even. Right. That's what makes them so easy to, to transplant. Yeah, and that's the way that it was to begin with, and then we covered them because of the winter, but covered them a little bit. Yeah, they don't need to be covered. Much. Yeah. In fact, around. they're one of the few plants that we don't recommend that you mulch. Oh. They just they don't they don't react well to mulch. Now it doesn't hurt during a dry year, but a wet year you'll you'll get lots of rot. Should we not water them either after the blooming season? I I don't. 
In fact, I have had a bunch of them in my cut flower garden down at the bottom, and I, you know, things like zinnias and snapdragons, which I have to water every two or three days when it's warm, and the irises didn't react well to that at all. I mean, the bed had just gradually shrunk, so I'm doing the same thing you are. I'm pulling them out and moving. We also, we also put some um, some blue bonnets, and what else was in there? Well, I had a few lilies, and lilies. I, I think I'm out. They were mixed in. Too much stuff in. Yeah, there's, there's little, too much in the garden, I think. Well, the blue bonnets should fare, because the blue bonnets can put a, put a tolerate a lot of dry soil. I think soil. the tomato also... It went in there and it went crazy and covered the whole. Yeah, whole that's area. What, that's what it did. Yeah. It was a it was a volunteer that came from some of the dirt that we had added. That was a mistake, I think. Yeah. This first time they ever did tomatoes. It all. Volunteer tomatoes are pretty tough, but irises are pretty tough too. I I would expect <laughs> the irises to win. But. Me when they didn't, any of them bloom. Yeah, well, that's unusual. Yeah, I've never had that happen. Now, the, the, was not the greatest iris bloom year, I suspect, because of the the 17-degree heat uh, cold, but also because of that pattern of a uh, lot of rain and then a lot of heat. And I, so we, I got some blooms, but not like past not like years. Did. Yeah, so I... I think that's you're not too far off. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Good luck. Right, thanks. Right, thanks. Thanks a bunch. You answered our question. Good. Good deal. Glad thanks, ma'am. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Or like these nice folks, you can come and ask your gardening question in person here at Millburgers and enjoy all kinds. Sure, of Sure, Jerry's got a bias towards those tomatoes. Tomatoes over iris. Oh. Uh, pumpkins. You want. Carve out, carve out those. Uh, carve out the rutabagas, rutabagas instead of the pumpkins. And <laughs> I bet that would be hard to carve oh, out rutabagas. Yeah, you know a pumpkin is hollow inside. Yeah, but a rutabaga is solid. It's like yeah. a, like a rock. Like carving a big uh, uh, uncooked potato. Well, and I, I guess and they I, had yeah. to use what they had. And I know when That's, you're preparing your rutabagas, Jerry, you remember that those are pretty hard, even hard to chunk uh, them up. Yeah, so that would be tough. But, uh, but it, 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 Mary it, it, brought us all these painted pumpkins and squash and things. You could it'd be easy to paint a rutabaga. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna Google how to carve a rutabaga for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You talk not, about useless information. <laughs> uh, be see, it'd be see. interesting to see if they have anything. Carving on. turnips for Halloween. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 okay. that's original. All right. But try try that, carving a rutabaga for Halloween. The pumpkin was just not enough. Originally, uh, let's see, this according to uh, Ocean Lakes Family Campgrounds. Uh, there seemed to be a couple opinions in the origin of Halloween. Let's see, blah, blah, blah. Jack-o'-lanterns, probably, oh, uh, also the case originally carved for turnips or gourds, probably more the size of a rutabaga. Okay, this go. doesn't show me. Well, we'll have to... If you've carved a rutabaga into a Halloween <laughs> ornament, please call us and tell us at 210. Well, the good, the good news is that you don't have to eat it if you carve I it see. like that. See, we're just learning a new appreciation every day for rutabagas. Is there anything rutabagas can't do? Didn't we, Milton, didn't we? Uh, Except for eating them. We, we were trying to figure out what... What did the people in Ireland eat before the potatoes? Yeah, and you said and it was... It, was, it turned out to be rutabagas. Of course, the Scandinavians had... 
rutabagas. Sure. Swedes, they call them. Yeah. Uh, and so now we hear the origin of uh, origin of jack-o'-lanterns is rutabagas. Rutabagas. They're amazing. Ah. They're the unappreciated veggie. Are they a vegetable? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, I didn't. Well, they could be, you know, like a gourd. Is a gourd a vegetable? Um. Depends on your definition of gourd, I guess. Okay. Well, anyway, so they're the unappreciated vegetable. Yeah, they're they're a long season turnip, I guess. That little girl got her little pumpkin. Oh, does she? I bet she'd enjoy a rutabaga. <laughs> we should have some baby rutabagas next year. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, although I think we're kind of planting them now. When is rutabaga season? Right now, in the winter time. So you're you're picking you're picking them now? No, I'm not picking them, but they're growing strong. Well, how would you have had? And I guess it depends on the place. But when would you have picked rutabagas for Halloween? Where would you have picked rutabagas for Halloween? Well, where did you get your pumpkins? Okay. Well, so if we grew pumpkins here, we wouldn't be picking them now either. Well, we have trouble. It's really have hard trouble to grow, grow pumpkins. pumpkins. That's here. true. So is there a rutabaga country? Yeah, and, like, and uh, rutabagas store pretty well. Uh huh. So you know, you can, in the in the root cellar, they did st- store, and I'm sure, I don't I don't think that the demand for rutabagas uh, leads to twelve months of production, but you, it, it'd be real easy to have twelve months of rutabaga production. Oh, uh, they're, they're not very. I mean, they can put up with cool weather. So you could do the same thing, just like we do with fruits and vegetables. How interesting! Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you sound really so, excited about. It. <laughs> well, I'm just picturing Rutabaga Country. You know, taking a trip with the family to go see Rutabaga Country. Oh and, Lord! And uh, kind of like the wheat fields Whoa, of look at that Kansas, guy. Nebraska, where you just drive along and you can see the wheat fields. You can see the fields of Rutabaga. Well, it's 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 probably just as attractive as the uh, sugar beets. Have you seen? Ch- yeah. Sugar beets growing there. Sugar now. beets are big in uh, West Texas in the Panhandle. Yeah, or in uh, Western Minnesota. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I was going to say sunflowers, but of course, sunflowers are a knockout to see them. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very attractive. But if you're interested, Calvin will be uh, booking and arranging your trip through Rutabaga Country. Yeah, the Rutabaga. This, this year. The uh, Rutabaga, Rutabaga Halloween Tour. Yeah, just uh, give him a call. <laughs> and, uh, 210-308-8867. Now, see, the, pump, the pumpkin painting got... Book early. Booked early. The rutabaga, next year the rutabaga painting will probably be more oh, vacancies. Do you think? Well, it's because it's new, not because it's not popular. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. So anyway. You're probably right, Milton. Poor Roy back at the station is going, oh, well, we've got three minutes left. Thank God. All right, 210-308-8867. How about the audience? <laughs> They're used to it. But there are three yes? or four rutabaga advocates out there. Oh, the yeah. Audience. I think I both people that were at the Rutabaga Society meeting yeah. were uh, very, well, very vocal. Don't you remember the last time Jerry was harassing us about Rutabaga? We had three or four people call in. Paxton was go. very upset. And give me, yeah, and support. <laughs> yes. The, the, the Rutabaga cause. The Rutabaga fans stood together. That's right. Yeah. Okay. 210-308-8867. But we just got a couple minutes left. You yeah. got something else real quick? Yeah, the... Uh Speaking of getting rid of stuff, <laughs> uh, some, somebody wrote in from Austin, Texas, and uh, said uh, they had a they want they wanted to know how to get rid of the plant, uh, how to get rid of purple heart plant without too much digging. Oh dear! 
I have a feeling from your voice. It's just there ain't no way. No. You can't, you, you you can't spray it or you kill it with anything. You don't have to dig deep, though, but you got to dig frequently. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I would say just hoe it off at the ground level and keep hoeing it yeah. off. Cause I was, uh, yeah, it's not like uh, 4 o'clock where you Yeah. It, those big I got in the underground. Root things. It's but, just that every little part will, will we're, root. It will re-sprout. But uh, I think if you just... Vive- Cutting it off uh, immediately after it re-sprouts uh, over a period of time. Other than that, you've got to dig it, dig out as many of the roots are, all of the roots that you can get a hold of. Now, if you just got a young, if you got a, a, a middle school uh, youngster, a young woman or or boy, you can just have them stand out there with the hoe, and, and every time one comes up, it can hoe. And keep them busy. Uh, you know, talk or about a summer job. You could break it up. I mean, it'll break up, but as far as spraying it with something and killing it, yeah. you know, it, it's it's Roundup resistant. You can weed a, weed a bed of Purple Heart with, uh, with Roundup. Well, guys, we got to begin to wrap up for today. Oh, no. But you know what? We're going to be back here tomorrow and with more fun. So come on out and celebrate. Same with, stuff. Uh, yep, the Halloween it continues tomorrow. So come on out and be a part of it uh, here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. For more now information. That's a gruesome one. Yeah. Go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more. MillburgerNursery.com. Thanks to Roy doing a great job getting the weather and getting everybody on the air. Thanks to you for listening. See you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.